Welcome to Fix It and Flip It. The current real estate market is ripe for rehabbing. If you want to learn how to buy the right property at the right price and learn how to project and control costs, then you've come to the right place. Our host, Tony Raffin, is from the number one rematch team in southeastern Michigan. And Kevin McClellan is Mr. Flipper Extraordinaire. Now, let's welcome Tony and Kevin. This is Fix It and Flip It. Episode number six. Number six. We're, we're here. On a, we're on a roll, man. We're, we're on a here. roll. Today's a very, very special episode. Yeah, if you wonder why we got a little feedback there, why don't you explain what uh, what we plan for today? Well, today uh, we've got with us the founder of Lions Not Sheep, a, another flipper extraordinaire who has flipped over 1,000 houses throughout the country, not just in one little area. This guy knows his shit. Uh, Sean Whalen. Sean? What's up, guys? How are you? You're, hey, call, you're calling remote from the car. Can you hear me? Yes, absolutely. We appreciate you calling in today, brother. What's, what state's Sean in today? He's all yeah, over the man. country. He's all over the place. Where Where is he at today? <laughs> he was in Arizona last uh, I mean, weekend. I was in Arizona a couple days ago speaking at a van. I'm hanging out in Utah with my kids today. Awesome, man. We appreciate you coming on. He's uh, he, he invited me to go race in the Baja 1000 with him. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's got a, a, a off-road truck. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where you put the catheter put, on your... Put it on your calendar, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought you were going somewhere else. Put, I was going some, somewhere putting else. Putting something somewhere else, and he said put it on the calendar. So uh, I'm, I'm glad you I, came I, in I with cut him off. I <laughs> cut him off before he started talking so, about the weird shit. So, Tony, how, how about you get into how you know Sean? Um, I mean, you guys become friends, and uh, well, I mean, Sean, Sean's big time, man. He's got hundreds of thousands of followers on Facebook. He's This guy's pretty much done it all. He's he's all over the place, super successful guy. He's been through the ups, through the downs. You guys became friends. Why don't you uh, let our viewers know kind of what uh, how you guys came about to know each other? Well, we met through a couple of realtor friends in Arizona. Uh, we were all going through this group called Wake Up Warrior, and Sean started his company called uh, Lions Not Cheap. <laughs> awesome uh Awesome program to help men become better men, better fathers, better husbands, better lovers, better businessmen. Um, am I going the wrong way, Sean? We actually met way before that, man. Well, right we before, before you, before actually, that. right before you started that, right, just right before you started. Yeah, that. we met. We met a couple of years before that. I was, I was flipping houses all over the place, and uh, and start. We lost you there. I don't remember who. Yeah. You there? Yeah, I'm there. Yeah, Shane uh, Saunders. I, I don't. I don't remember who uh, who connected us, but uh, yeah, we connected uh, a, a while before that and started uh, doing some deals together there in Detroit. Shane Saunders. Was it Shane? I think it was before that, man. But no, it was, it was, either way, we got connected <laughs> yeah. and started doing some deals. So real estate brought you guys together. Make yes. a long story short. Yeah. What What year did you get into the real estate, Sean? When, when did you uh, decide to, to jump in and start flipping and investing? So I, I started in the mortgage business in the early 2000s when you know the market was really, really, really strong and was doing a lot of deals down in uh, Las Vegas when Vegas was just you know booming. So oh three, oh four, oh five, um, and then made quite a bit of money doing that, and then started to, to parlay it into deals, uh, some development deals, and um, that was ultimately where I lost my shorts. Is oh seven, oh eight when the market crashed, I was highly leveraged. Um, into some development deals and ended up losing millions. But because I had been in the, the mortgage space earlier, um, I knew you know just how much volume had been done and the option arms and all the adjustable rates. And so I kind of 
I saw the writing on the wall and, and I had a buddy introduce me to some tax deed sales and got into some of those. And I just, I saw the, I saw how ripe the market was going to be for uh, a lot of paper coming and a lot of deals coming. And so um, we started buying heavy in uh, late 2007, early 2008. So from 2008 to 2013, uh, we flipped uh, almost 4,000, 3,700 and change properties uh, <laughs> wow. between land. But who's counting? Single family homes, <laughs> multi-units, you know. Yeah, we, uh, the only reason I know that is because we, we had a huge lender come in and they wanted to give us uh, a significant line of credit to, you know, expand our business to a whole nother level uh, on top of what we were doing. But I just found a niche in the market and saw that the REO game was, was, was really, really strong. And where a lot of people were trying to go to the banks to get deals, I saw that, you know, the banks weren't really dealing with anybody. They were dealing with agents. And so I just started kind of identifying who the REO agents were that were representing the banks and, and, you know, showed up with cash and they loved me because the banks would hit them up and say, we got 60 something new assets that need to be sold. And, they knew I had cash, so it uh, it worked out to be a really, really cool opportunity. Now, were you doing that remotely, or you know, me and Tony were talking earlier about you know having boots on the ground, and we hear guys come up to us all the time and want to talk about, well, I'm going to go down to Florida and flip, and you know, I'll just do it from Michigan, and I'll just hire guys down there. Were you, I mean, were you there day in and day out, or did you hire GCs and, and go that route? How did you, what, how did you structure? It sounds like you created something. I flipped over a hundred and some homes, but to do thousands is on a whole other level. How did you structure that? Well, we. Uh, we were able to do that many simply because the game wasn't to, to, you know, rehab and, and hang on to all of them. Like we were quick in and out. Like, uh, I saw a need in the marketplace where you had all of these, uh, these gurus who were doing like late night infomercials and, and, uh, selling coaching packages and stuff. And really those people weren't interested in buying books and DVDs. They were interested in buying real estate. So I thought, well, shit, if I could go to these auctions and, and, and create this, you know, nationwide network of, of people who are selling these assets, and I'll just bring it to these people. So that's how people say, how the hell were you able to do so many deals? You know, we'd show up in a weekend with some of these gurus and we'd sell 50, 60, 70 properties uh, to clients that were there, you know, already purchasing uh, high level coaching and stuff. So I pretty much duplicated myself. Like I saw what was going on. I started in Atlanta and, and Indianapolis and I'd go spend, you know, 10 days out of the month out there and I'd build up the team and I'd find the general contractors. I'd find you know, the agents and the subs and, and just set up kind of a team. And I realized that this opportunity was, was everywhere, you know, Ohio, Florida, uh, Michigan, just all over the place. And so I just basically brought on guys and, and essentially taught them the box is what I like to call it. This is the parameter of the deal. This is exactly how we do it. Here's our turn time. This is exactly what we do, what we don't do. Um, and then I just moved these people remotely. So we were in you know, Tennessee and Georgia, Virginia, North Carolina. I had boots on the ground kind of running all of these things for us. And, and then uh, we started to hang on to some properties and, and, uh, and cash flow them and put them kind of in a, a portfolio. So um, once you find the system, I think that's where a lot of people go wrong is they just, they, they consume so much content, so much information, and they don't really know what they want to do. And so they, they put a bunch of money into the marketplace. And what I saw was, um, you know, a very specific niche that I wanted to get into. And if a property fit that box that we built, we were buying it. And if it didn't, I don't care how sexy the deal was, we just left it alone. So, um, 
Yeah, that's how we were able to do so many deals. No sign of a sharp investor because Kevin is the same way, and we've talked about it on our shows a few times. If it doesn't meet the criteria, you don't even think about it because I think if you're chasing that deal. Yeah, don't reach. Stay yeah. disciplined. Yeah. 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 Not you t- can try and fit something. It's like trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. You can try all day long, but it just won't work. And the amount of bandwidth and time that a lot of investors and, and especially newbies you know, spend trying to make make a deal work, it either works or it doesn't. And I, you know, like I said, I built that box and it was like, if it fit in the box, it was a no brainer. We bought a check, we bought it. If it didn't fit in the box, I didn't even, I didn't care how sexy it looked or smelled or whatever. We just left it alone. What the, you, you, you just brought up a point where all the newbies. So every, every week I get a handful of people message me on Facebook, call me people. I know people I don't know. I haven't seen in 20 years. And they say, I want to flip a house, get me a house to flip or, you know, show me how to flip. You've had to have had <laughs> ten times more people ask you that. What, what do you? What do you? What have you said to them, or what did you say to them back then? What was your advice? Because I know what I say to them, but I'm curious what what you uh, what you felt was the right thing to say to them at the time. You know, I, I I'm a big advocate for coaching, uh, and here's why. You know, I went through the meltdown. I went through the you know the the, the divorce and the bankruptcy when the market crashed, and you know I, I learned a very valuable lesson that at the time I didn't really understand as a quote unquote alpha male, as a, you know, you know, tough guy who needed to have all the answers. I know what I don't know. And, and I didn't understand that at the time. And so a lot of people come into the game and, and there's, we go into Barnes and Noble or Borders or Amazon and there's thousands of books of how to make money in real estate. And I think people just get kind of starstruck, if you will, like, where do I start? I just like the deer in the headlights. And so I always tell people like, you know, figure out exactly what you want first. I mean, most, most investors that don't have a ton of cash, you know, they need to build up cash. You can't go in and and try and, you know, leverage a rental property. If you don't have the ability to cover that nut, if the shit hit the fan, because the shit will hit the fan, you'll get a bad tenant, you'll get this, that, and the other. And if you don't have the ability to cover it, then it'll fuck with your entire space. So, you know, I, I tell guys and, and girls and investors like hire a coach, hire somebody who's done a significant amount of deals, has a proven track record, learn what they did, learn what they did wrong, and then avoid all of those mistakes. And, and you know, if, if you had capital to invest, that would be the very best investment you could make is, is invest in the education, invest in, in a coach. Um, because you will, I mean, I lost millions of dollars without having that knowledge or that capacity. And well, in 2020, had I bought a coach, had I invested in a coach, I would have you know, not done probably a lot of the deals that I did, uh, and I and I'd be in a different spot now. But you know, it makes it, uh, it makes again, it, hindsight's twenty twenty. It makes a ton of sense, and that just comes down to people being smart about it and be willing to spend. You know, if they got to spend a couple grand on a coach to make twenty grand, unfortunately, so many people yeah. are so cheap. Right, a lot of these investors are just cheap, and they won't know, invest in themselves before they invest in. They'd rather invest in a project than invest in themselves. Well, it's a bit as the arrogance, right? I, I run into guys all the time, and you know, they tell me they're going to buy a pop property, they're going to flip it, and they want to make fifty grand. They're not happy if they make twenty or twenty five. It's got to be fifty. Yeah, it's got to be a hundred thousand. I'm like, man, get your feet wet. Like, dip your toe in the water first. Yeah, right. Right. Well, those are the people too that'll sit on the sidelines and they'll never ever do anything. You know, they're yapping, 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 and and uh, there's nothing more more important than, than the education aspect. And you know, again, I didn't understand this. And and people listening to this, that you can do one of two things: you can roll your eyes, but whatever, dude, I'm smarter than him, and that's fine. Go, you know, go do your thing. But at the end of the day, like, there's millions of people who have that same mindset. Like, fuck it, I'll just do it. You know, and, and that's yeah. just dumb. It's stupid. You well, know, the time is never like going to be right. Tony, you, 
you guys that have done tons and tons and tons of deals, like learn from those people, spend your money there to learn from the people that like, this is how I look. Like when I coach, you know, real estate investors, I coach them on every single aspect of how I find them, how I research them, how I do diligence them, you know, how I, how I build the team, how I use social media to, to not only build capital, but to find you know buyers and sellers and the whole thing. And you just wouldn't, it would spend, you'd spend two or three years trying to, to wrap your head around what, you know, I could teach you in 30 days and people just don't see that. They're like, I'll just do it myself. And it's like, cool, man, you know, go right ahead. But you're literally going to be calling me in a year saying, Hey man, I'm no further ahead than I was a year ago. I'm, I'm ready to start flipping. And it's like, those are the people that'll just sit there forever. Just, you know, what I call mentally masturbating over stuff. And <laughs> they never actually get, uh, they never actually get laid. We just, we just, we just got done talking about this before when I, before we went on the show and they're like, hold your rant, hold your rant. But I just think that, that they're dumb as fuck because everybody thinks they're going to come yeah. in as a newbie and they're going to be, it's, it's like a hockey player. When they first start playing in the beginning, when they're 18 years old, they think, Oh, I got to the NHL. Yeah. You're still a punk in the NHL. No, nothing. It takes time right. to build up the systems. Nobody realizes right what you have put forth, what money you've spent to, 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 to organize, to get everything together, to get your, your, your people in play. Those people just don't come into play. I remember Kevin oh, seven yeah. years ago, Kevin had you know, one crew and the crew was a bunch of idiots. And over time he had a bunch of people that he'd gone through until he developed. And now he's working. How many projects you got now going? Six full renovations, six full going, renovations right going on. Okay. And so he's got six crews out on the job. So, you know, Setting all that stuff up. And then number one, the other one, you said the mental masturbation because they think they got money. Oh, I got 50 grand. What are you going to do with 50 grand today? It's nothing. Right. Undercapitalization is the number one reason for business failure. Yeah. Right. Plain and simple. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of people, they, they, they want to get in. They, I mean, the dream of cash flow, the Robert Kiyosaki idea, it's beautiful. I mean, that's why most guys drop out of college or most guys get into real estate is they'll read Rich Dad, Poor Dad and say, fuck it, I'm in. But what most people don't understand is if, if you're a young person listening to this and you're wanting to get in on your first deal, like buying a rental property that barely cash flows for you, let's just say $300 a month, you know, you have to factor if, if something went wrong, if there was a major issue with the house, you had to drop five, six, seven thousand $7,000 and you're leveraging everything and you only have 3000 in savings, that's a bad fucking deal. That is a bad fucking deal. You know, so, so just understanding that, but most people will spend weeks and months trying to get into that one deal thinking that they're now a, a, a savvy real estate investor. And all it takes is, you know, one AC unit going out or something happening, a crack in the foundation and they got to stroke a huge check and they don't have a huge check. You know, that's the one deal that'll, that'll sour them and will ruin them. And then they're out cold. Somebody had 50 keys, hire a coach, and ten thousand dollars learning how to fucking play the game and then you're successful day one versus you know two years down the road but most people don't think that way i think you're you're 100 right sean i, I related to my my job uh, you know my full-time job as a police officer um and you know you you learn on the job right like you just said all these guys come in the game the house for the game and think they know it and don't invest in that coach because when i went when i went into the academy i had five months of training i thought i knew it all how to be a cop and i got out <laughs> I, I, I sat in the car with my fto my field training officer who you got to ride around with for the first four months and he looked at me and says so you made it through the academy i said yeah he goes you did you did well there you, you, you learned a lot i said yeah he goes forget everything you just fucking learned <laughs> he goes yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna teach you the, the right way to be a yeah, police and, officer. and you know what people say the same thing to me about real estate you know because 
that you, you take a 40 hour class and all of a sudden you're a realtor. Sorry, bro. That just doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, forget right. everything you learned because you, really, you, you, you know, know nothing. nothing. You know enough to you pass scratch, a test. You scratch the surface. I mean, right. you barely, barely scratch the surface. You know enough keywords just to be, just to be dangerous, you know? No, right. Sean, did you, uh, did you, we talk a lot about partners. I got people that want to partner with me, you know, all the time on stuff and investments. And, um, I've tried a couple and man, I, I really just like running solo on a lot of the stuff because there's so many decisions on every property they have to be. I mean, literally, I tell people there's thousands, you know, when it comes down to the cabinet hardware, light fixtures, is it brush right. bronze? Is it nickel? Is it, is it, you know, copper? Um, did you partner when you were in when you were really heavy, heavily into the the real estate investment game? What's your thoughts on partnering with people in general in business? Um, it, it well, I learned a lot of hard lessons. And number one, you know, the the very best thing you could do. There's nothing wrong with partnering um, if you have every I dotted and T crossed. Like I've I've had multiple relationships in my own space that blow up because we're all you know hot and horny. Everybody's got a boner for it, and then all of a sudden there's a bad deal or there's a big chunk that has to be written. And, and if you don't have shit clearly defined, you know, in an actual agreement, like signed by all parties, you know, whether it's up, whether it's down, you're going to be fucked. But, you know, I, I, I built a business out of this. Like I, 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 I wanted to become one of the top um, REO flippers in, in the game. And I think we did. And so, you know, one of my, my weaknesses was like the day-to-day operations. I hate paying bills. I hate dealing with, you know, employees. And, you know, we had, we were spending $30,000 a month on, health insurance, you know, for our, our employees and stuff. We bought a $70,000 phone system for our sales team. And so point is, is that all that day-to-day shit, I couldn't stand doing. So I brought a partner in, um, you know, to run the day-to-day stuff, which allowed me to be good at what I was good at, which is the marketing and, and the relationships and, and all that stuff. So there's definitely room for partners. I think what, what people should learn and understand is, um, you know, figure out what you're really good at figure out what you really like to do and then figure out the shit that you hate. Go find somebody that's really good at what you hate and then bring them on as a partner. Cause there's nothing that'll take more bandwidth you know, out of your time. If you're trying to run spreadsheets and run whether or not we're putting nickel or, or copper or whatever in this shit, you know what I'm saying? You end up becoming successful at nothing. It makes total sense. So, it makes total sense. Find, find somebody. You said find somebody that's good at what you're not or don't want to do. Exactly. Exactly. I hate day to day stuff. I hate little spreadsheets. I hate stuff. I hate numbers. But you're uh, good. I mean, but you're good numbers, at getting shit done. Numbers. You can get stuff yeah, done. So, so yeah. So I, I brought on a partner, and and he, you know, the, the my first year, um, you know, flipping by myself, we did 1.8 million. I brought a partner on, and and literally gave him a huge chunk of equity in the company, and said, "You run all the day to day operations. You run payroll. You run the employees." And the following year, we did twenty-two and a half million. So I mean, we wow. grew significantly. Well, it's because I got—I I kind of freed myself from all the stuff I didn't want to do. I was spending hours and hours and hours every day doing shit that I wasn't good at, that I didn't want to do. So those hours equate to big fucking dollars. So you know, definitely understand that if you're trying to do the entire thing yourself and you're not good at certain things, bring somebody in who's good at those things and just focus on what you're good at. Makes Amen. total sense. I yeah. think I think Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank said the exact same thing that when he was building yeah. a software company, he wasn't good at the back end part of it or some software aspect of it. And he said, I had to go out and find that guy. And I found that guy. I forgot what his name was. It's 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 uh, you know not coming to my brain right now. But he goes, he gave him half the company and ended up turning into a four point two billion dollar company. He goes, it never would have happened if he didn't identify that guy that was able to execute the other half of the plan. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you look at look at any business. Look at like Tony Robbins. I mean, 
Tony Robbins isn't there rigging up lights and sound systems and stuff. He has people that are really good at that. And Tony shows up and drops bombs, which is what he's, what he's good at. So for me, it's like, if, if I, like, I could learn how to program a website if I wanted to, but I don't want to, I'm not good at that shit. So I'll just spend my time marketing and speaking and then promoting and building and, and let somebody else who's really good at programming, you know, build a website for me. Well, I mean, there's only, there's only so many hours in the day. You only have so much energy in the day, right? I mean, you got to sleep for yeah. six, six or seven of them. The other, <laughs> the, the, the other hours you got to do. Yeah. I mean, look at real estate. I mean, there's so many newbies that are probably listening to this that you don't know shit about general contracting. You don't know anything about fucking building walls and whatever, whatever. So the amount of time that it would take you to build a wall or move this or move that, it'll take you two fucking weeks. You're going to screw it up and then you're going to end up having to hire somebody anyways. Just hire somebody out of the gates and just focus on what you're good at. Right. Don't be a cheap fuck, right? I think uh, let's, yeah, I, well, I, you'll I, make more money that way. You'll make way more money that doing, way. Doing less work. Yeah. Yeah. I 100%. like, I like your idea of the coaching again, because you go back to it and, and it's almost like coaching. You're not learning. You're, you're not learning what to do. You're learning what not to do. That's you're, the biggest thing. Right. right. It's, the nail it's, on the head. My, right. my dad said long time ago, uh, you know, and it's probably a famous quote. I don't know who said it, but learn from other people's mistakes, not from your own. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, true, man, but we don't do that. We're so freaking prideful, especially in real estate. You know, people are such tight asses. They don't realize that like, you know, I have multiple clients and Tony, you know, some of them, I mean, I have multiple clients that came in that were, you know, newbies that hired me that spent a lot of fucking money to hire me as a coach that are now millionaires, Yeah. you know, but I can tell you that there's a ton of people just like you guys who have, I've had dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of people hit me up. Hey dude, I want to learn how to flip real estate. I want to learn. I want to learn. I want to learn. And I'm like, cool. Here's what it, here's what I charge. Here's what I'll teach you. Oh yeah. Okay, cool. I'll just keep reading my books <laughs> a year later. They'll send me another message. Hey man. You know, how's it going? I'm I'm really interested in learning real estate. And I'm like, you were interested a year ago, bro. Like people have actually jumped in that they hired me, that they like hired a coach. They've already done twenty five deals and made that investment back thirty fold, you know? So it's it's just it's just having smarts to bring people in to teach you the stuff that you don't know. Yeah, I mean I tell people that I, I literally still to this day I learn something new. I'm taught a lesson on every single house still. Unfortunately, I'm the one that has right. to learn them because I, I don't really have anybody to go to. I'm usually the one getting asked the questions. But yeah, but I mean, you know, I taught you a lot too. Well, absolutely. I mean, and yeah. I don't, don't, I don't, I'm not trying to get you know. I uh, listen. I know the area. I know the real estate business, and I taught you a couple of things. Not, and you've taught me a lot of things too. Because you helped me refine the process on coming up with that finish, that fit and finish. I right. call it right. When you're a new flipper, you you emotionally and mentally get get burnt out. You get ninety percent done with the project. It's every every project is over budget and it's over the the schedule. And the last ten percent schedule kills time you. and the last ten percent, which is the most important. You want to just say I'm done. Yeah. I had it happen, right? We've all had it happen. I'm sure Sean had it happen where you're just like, that's it, yeah. I'm done. Put it on the market. Put it on the market. When if you just <laughs> yeah, finish that, guy. when if you just finish that last ten percent, you're gonna get an extra ten thousand dollars more. So mentally, you just got to check yourself or have somebody like a coach or like a good realtor that you work with right. to be able to do that. You know. Which is true, and 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 Sean, he's the same, but but he, I think he's got a, Sean. You got ADHD, don't you? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we all have something in we common. All have a little bit, yeah. Of so I mean, and he's always the kind of guy sporadic. And you know, we we were shooting a pilot for a television show, me, Sean, and my wife. And I remember Sean's like, "Okay, buy it. We'll do this. We'll do that. We'll do this. Flip it in, out, done. We'll be done in thirty days." And I'm like, "Huh?" Yeah. You know, it was to me, it was like this guy moves like a rocket ship, you know, but. He also yeah. had the experience, though. When you go through thousands Correct. of homes, I mean, 
if he knows the, the number of guys you got to bring on to accomplish the project in that amount yeah. of time, he knows the pitfalls that are going to happen. You know, things are still going to come up. Shit's still going to happen. But I'm sure, you know, I know Sean's the kind of guy from what you've told me about him is that he just figures shit out. I mean, you just get it done and you don't quit and you just move on and get the project True. done and get it on the market. Which is entrepreneurial where people, you know, I had a kid, yeah. I had a kid come up to me the other day and he's like, you know, I, I want to go to entrepreneur school in Chicago. I started laughing at him. I said, what's the matter with you? Entrepreneur how school. You teach that. Yeah. yeah. How do you teach? Right. How the fuck do you teach that? You don't teach that. That's either it's in your blood or it's not. And and people don't understand the sacrifices that we all make on a daily basis. Okay, I'm a realtor. Okay, Kevin's a flipper. Okay, and you've transformed your business. Hell, let's see where you started. You were a MMA fighter. You you started mortgages. You got out of mortgages, did development. You've lost development. You got into flipping. And now you're doing uh, motivational speaking or coaching. You're training people. Right. I mean, right. What, what's your main bread and butter now, Sean? Just so people can understand that you, you want, just because you're in real estate for five years, seven years, 10 years, you can parlay that into something else. What, what are you doing now? What, what are you spending a lot of your time doing? Yeah. You know, it's funny as I, people used to ask me all the time, like, you know, what do you do for, for a living? And I tell them I play Monopoly, you know, with real money. Cause I did, that's literally what I was doing is we were, I was buying and selling dozens of homes and properties and pieces of land every single week. And so I was literally just playing monopoly and and uh you know after the market crashed it hit me really hard and and you know we'll save all the time on the personal story but you know i went through like a really 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 uh tough period of time i got super depressed i got divorced i was suicidal i mean it was just a you know you lose millions of dollars and you go from being in the magazine 30 under 30 headline you know this kid's fucking pushing it to losing 12 and a half million dollars you know it was it was just a really really difficult time and so um, I spent two years essentially with my head up my ass, kind of in my own little wilderness, as I like to call it, trying to figure out what the hell I wanted to do with my life. And, and uh, I've always been good at real estate. I can make money. And that's the thing I think people need to understand is it's not hard to make money. It's really not. Like, I mean, there's people making money all day long on the stupidest, simplest shit. So when you take the factor out of it that like, it's not hard to make money. The question is, is do you love what you're doing? And I loved real estate. I was passionate about it. And, you know, a few years back, I just, I realized I was doing it because I could make money and I, and I had kind of lost the passion for it. So, um, this is where, you know, my social media started growing. I was getting millions of views of my videos and I was talking about money and divorce and kids and family and just kind of sharing my life more open. And I went out to lunch with one of my buddies who's a, who's a big real estate investor. You know, for me, there's money and then there's private jet money. There's two kind of levels to money and he's private jet money. Yeah. We're drinking a beer and, and he, and I said, listen, man, I want you to teach me how to cap stack, um, uh, multi-units. So I was like, I want to get out of the single family game and I want to have, you know, instead of a hundred homes in a town, I want to have a hundred homes on, you know, a hundred doors on six acres in a, in an apartment complex. And he said, uh, you know, do you want me to give you the, you know, shoot straight with you? I said, yeah, man, that's why I'm here. He's like, dude, like ride the wave. I said, what do you mean? He's like, people fucking love you. They love lions, not sheep. They're asking you to coach them. They're asking you to speak at their events. They're like wanting your books They're wanting you to like share more of you with the marketplace. And, you know, I had always just played real estate because it's what I did. It's what I was good at. And so, um, it was at that moment, I kind of got again through my own coach, if you will, permission to, to get out of real estate. And it was the first time, um, a few years ago where I was just like, I'm not, I'm not jacked with it anymore. I'm doing it just because I can make money at it. And, uh, and I liquidated all my houses. And I mean, Tony, you know, I sold my last house about two years ago with you uh, in East English. And, uh, 
and I went all in with my coaching and consulting business and, and I haven't had more fun and more success like this in, in years. Um, and I'm super passionate about it. So I'm, I'm taking everything that I've done, which I've been very successful. There's, you know, a lot of people that just jump into the coaching business just because they think they can, but I don't know anybody that's flipped more houses than me. I don't know anybody that's gone through a, I don't. you know, a, a, a more, you know, escalated period of time in their life and also a, a more, you know, downward spiral than me. So I've, I've learned a lot of shit in 40 years. That's and, what people uh, want to. I turned 40 this year. And, and so I work with people now that are trying to avoid the pitfalls that I went through and I'm having a lot of fucking fun doing it. Uh, and I'm really good at it. So it's, I'm, I'm all in with lions, not sheep and coaching and consulting and helping people grow their social media. Uh, I do still do a lot of coaching with real estate. I only do one-on-one. I don't do, you know, classes or groups or anything like that. I just work with investors um, one-on-one and, and teaching them how I found all my deals and networking and, you know, fundraising and selling and all that stuff. So what's the best way for people to reach you that are listening, Sean? Um, I mean, Facebook, Instagram, uh, my website, seanwhalen.com uh, or lionsnotsheep.com. I'm, I'm pretty easy to find uh, if you're online. Sean, what about your new book? Dude, it's killing it, man. I, I, uh, I've been wanting to write a book for a couple of years and, um, I didn't know what to write about. I didn't know if I wanted to write about my story, about depression, about suicide, you know, about making millions, losing millions, about being a dad. And, and, uh, the end of last year, somebody asked me a question there, actually a dear friend of mine. He's like, dude, when are you going to write your book? I said, I did. I, I started like five different books. And he said, let me help you. I said, all right. And he's like, if you were only going to teach one thing, if you could share one thing with the world, what would it be? And it just was like, just like that lunch that I had with my buddy where he's like, dude, go all in with lions, not sheep. When he asked me that question, my head exploded. And I was like, oh shit, this is what I need to write about. And so um, in uh, December, I set a, a release date. I had not written a word of the book of February 1st. And uh, I sat down the beginning of January and wrote a book um, called How to Make Shit Happen. And it's based off of... Uh, of the single greatest lesson, the single greatest principle that I ever learned, uh, which is how to organize and structure my life, how to, how to run, you know, what you were talking about earlier, Tony, which is, you know, my business, my mind, my body, and, and how to eliminate, you know, all the chaos that I had been dealing with and had gone through for years in building a, you know, 20 plus million dollar a year business. I figured out how to eliminate that shit and how to actually control my life. And that's what I wrote. And so, uh, I wrote it. I self-published it. Um, I have you know, no marketing, no, no, uh, no publisher or anything. And we just crossed 50,000 um, <laughs> books, wow. which is like unheard of in the marketplace. It's unheard of. There's how, dudes that, how do people get the you know, book? Have, it's that, just go to Amazon. It's on Amazon. Amazon. And so I, I haven't made a dime off of it. That was my promise to the marketplace is that um, I would not, that I wanted to give this book away for free. And so it's three fifty nine on Amazon and it, Amazon charges me three fifty nine to actually produce and print a book. And so I have not, I've not made a dime off this book. I wanted to give the marketplace and give people, you know, the single greatest lesson that Sean Leon's ever learned. And, and, uh, it seems to be fucking amazing. People love it. So I'm, uh, I'm happy, man. I think that goes back to giving because, uh, when you, when you receive great things or how, how did, uh, I got a poster in, or no, I got a thing in my basement to whom much is given much is required. So, Giving yeah. giving back is 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 just as important as receiving. It actually more important because the more you give back, the more you receive, and the better you become. 
I think Sean hit the nail totally, on the head. Totally I think agree. Sean hit the nail on the head. Everybody in any walk of life, no matter what profession you're in, especially in the real estate game where it seems like every day something's just going wrong. You get in some tough times. You get in some you get in some down times. I've been there. I've had projects. I've had days and weeks where it seems like I can't do anything right. I mean, nothing goes right on the project. You want to quit, you know. The, you know, you get depressed. I mean, it happens even um yeah. uh, not necessarily in real estate. I mean, like in 60 seconds, Sean, what's your a lot, there's a lot of people fighting depression and mental illness and whatnot. I mean, what, what, what's your words to them? Tell the truth. I mean, just seriously tell the truth, man. I was, I was speaking in front of a few hundred people um, not too long ago at a marketing and sales event. And in the middle of it, I just like, I just blurted this out. Like it came to me and, and I, and I just said, how many of you have ever thought about killing yourself? And like all the people in the room were like, what the fuck did he just say? Like wow. they're all looking around. Yeah. I'm like, no, for real. How many of you have ever thought about killing yourself? And almost every hand in the room went up. These are successful entrepreneurs, business owners, internet marketers. Almost every single hand went up in the room. And I was like, look around. Like, everybody's dealing with shit. And then I, you know, said, lower your hands. And then I said, now, how many of you have ever told anybody about it? And there were maybe four or five people in the entire room that had ever acknowledged or admitted this. And, you know, that's the lesson. People think that they're an island. People think that their divorce is, is so bad, nobody knows how bad it is. Bullshit. You know, everybody's divorce is fucked up in one way or another. People think that like they're supposed to be on 24 seven and, and that's bullshit. Like I have dark fucking days, man. I mean, I know how to get out of practice a lot of things, but you know, there's a lot of people that just think they're an Island and they're not, but they're unwilling to tell the truth. They're unwilling to share the truth. And so we, you know, we put the fancy pictures up on social media of the family and our trips and our new cars and our Disneyland and this, that, and the other. But at the, at the end of the day, like if you're fucking miserable inside, who gives a shit about any of that? You know, so tell the truth, man. The truth is the most liberating, profitable thing you'll ever do. Um, but it's the, it's the thing that we as human beings do the least. Awesome. Just reach out. Just reach yeah. out to somebody, right? Whether it's a neighbor, family member. Sean, coach. thank you for coming on with us today. We really appreciate it. You were very insightful, very uh, knowledgeable, and uh, you've taught us all a bunch of lessons. So if anybody wants to get a hold of Sean, Lions. Check out his Facebook sheet. page. Give yes. him a like on Facebook. Sean Lions. Whalen, W-H-A-L-E-N. And lionsnotcheap.com. Get his book on Amazon, How to Make Shit Happen. And if you're looking to get rid of a house that you can't do anything with, get a hold of Kevin. Yeah, call me at 586 855 4041. And likewise, if you got a house you want to sell or uh, one that you identify that you want to buy, give Tony and his team a call at Remax first at 586 773 4400. Thank you guys for being with us, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, Sean. Be safe. Thank you, Sean. Later, guys. You've been listening to Fix It and Flip It with Tony Raffin and Kevin McClellan. Be sure to stop by our Facebook page, like it, and follow. And come back again next week so you can arm yourselves with the tools and strategies to become a successful real estate entrepreneur. This is Fix It and Flip It.